Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Nearly 55 years ago, American astronauts took humanity's first step on the moon. They sent a message forever in history. Quote, that's one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Ah, uh, yes. Of course, for uh, Joe Biden, one small step anywhere is more and more of a challenge, isn't it? It's time for single-floor living for Joe Biden. We need to find the right retirement community for Joe Biden. I think he could afford something very nice. Very nice. We should help him with that, shouldn't we? Well, uh, good Thursday to you. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of crazy news. Uh, a terrible and horrifying story out of Maine, the state of Maine, where a uh, former soldier and a firearms instructor murdered apparently 22 people in the state of Maine. Uh, and the, uh, the fact is, until day before yesterday, a total of 22 people had been murdered in the state of Maine all year long. And uh, then yesterday, that number doubled because a crazy man who had been in a mental institution just months ago, and he had been in that mental institution for weeks he was having delusions. He was hearing voices. He was being told or hearing something about shooting up a military base in Maine. And then last night, he obviously lost it and went to a bar and, and a bowling alley and uh, murdered apparently 22 people using an AR-15 style rifle, which always makes the Democrat Party happy. Uh, because they have a political agenda, you know, when it comes to that and uh, every other matter. And a uh, terrible, terrible situation, of course. Um, I heard an Israeli official on the radio this morning from Israel who uh, first paused to uh, offer condolences to the United States of America because of the massacre of humanity in uh, the state of Maine, not normally known as a crime-ridden place. Again, 22 homicides all year long until yesterday. Whereas in the District of Columbia, with a population that is less than half of the population of Maine, we've had, what, what is it, uh, last time I looked, it was 220-something homicides because our homicide rate is off the charts. But, uh, you know, Democrats, we got a lot of Democrats here. So many Democrats, we can't even count them anymore. Uh, but uh, they all show up on Election Day, plus a few. You know, just uh, plus a few. So we got that. And, and uh I will keep you posted on that. There's supposed to be a briefing on the the main massacre while we are on the air, and we will keep our ear to the ground and keep you posted as to any updates. The individual who is the 
the prime suspect is on the loose uh, and on the run, and police are are hunting him. There is a multi-state manhunt underway right now for this uh, individual, uh, former soldier with uh, mental illness issues earlier this year, significant enough to land him in an institution for weeks. And uh, still he had his uh, rifle, apparently. And the the vehicle that he was driving, a Subaru, was found along the uh, water's edge. Uh, and I... You know, you don't uh, don't know which way this is going to go, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if he were found floating somewhere near uh, where the vehicle was abandoned. A, uh, a terrible story, obviously. Um, a mass shooting, a massacre of humanity by a person with mental health issues, uh, and um, and a terrible story. But we'll keep you we'll keep you posted. Where our ear is to the ground on that. Uh, and, uh, and we have a new Speaker of the House, which is kind of exciting news, I've got to say. It took a little while, but, uh, but now we have a Speaker. And the Washington Post is already attacking him, of course, and slandering him and smearing him. They, uh, what was it, day before yesterday, I think the Washington Post had a multi-page hit piece on Jim Jordan. I guess they thought Jim Jordan was still in the running for a Speaker, so they were going to great lengths to smear him. Uh, then they had to change gears completely, the Washington Post did. Uh, because the speaker was not someone that they had expected. Uh, Mike Johnson is the new speaker of the House. Kind of a, what, who, where'd he come from? And it uh, turns out he's a, he's a pretty solid conservative. He started yesterday with a prayer, uh, which always infuriates the Democrats because they worship Satan now, don't they? And Hamas. They love Hamas and Satan. They love after-school Satan Club for your children because that's what they think school is for. They're uh, not the same Democrat Party that they used to be. But I digress. Uh, Sworn in yesterday as House Speaker Mike Johnson, congressman, as you might imagine, of Louisiana, a Republican. Um, And even the Washington Times, your newspaper of record, Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana was a virtual unknown before he burst onto the national scene as House Speaker. Mr. Johnson, 51 years old, has been a low-profile member during his six years in Congress. He's known for quoting scripture and serving as a guidepost on constitutional issues. I think those are two good things in a political leader in the United States of America. Uh, And it turns out, according to Congressman Matt Gates, who kind of got the ball rolling on all of this by calling for the expulsion of um, Kevin McCarthy as, as Speaker of the House, and uh, Matt Gates did an interview yesterday with Steve Bannon uh, where he talked about the, uh, the process and uh, what Kevin McCarthy's role was in all of that. And he also talked about Mike Johnson, who uh, is being attacked as a MAGA Republican, which the Democrats hate. But they love Hamas and they love carjackers. Don't they love carjackers, Mike? They just because uh, carjacking is one of their things. It's problem is not our guns. It is their son's. On Wednesday, he was elevated to one of the highest positions of power in the government in a whirlwind turn of events in a matter of hours. The Washington Times writes Alex Miller, writing for, you know, his country and for uh, journalism, Alex Miller, uh, a well-written piece, crisp opening lines, uh, well done by Alex Miller at the uh, Washington Times. A lawyer and constitutional law expert, he 
cultivated the uh, respect of his colleagues while serving as the chair of the Conservative Republican Study Committee, the largest faction of House Republicans. He won the number five Republican leadership position, uh, vice chair of the conference two years ago, after House Republicans batted down three other Republican nominees for a speaker, Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana, Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio, and Majority Whip Tom Emmer of Minnesota. Uh, They quickly united around Mr. Johnson on Tuesday night. He was conservative and experienced enough, lawmakers said, and a fresh face to satisfy those in the party who were tired of the status quo. And uh, it was kind of a it was kind of a fascinating. I watched uh, the vote. the uh, The Democrats they all voted every single one of them goose steps on every single issue. There is no deviating from the party line if you're a Democrat member of the House of Representatives, and as has been the case in every vote, every single dirty, stinking, rotten anti-Semite in the Democrat Party uh, voted for their uh, their radical Hakeem Jeffries, who was mentored by his virulently anti-Semitic college professor uncle. Uh, that's Professor Leonard, Leonard Jeffries, a famous and notorious anti-Semite, and of course a mentor to the Democrat leader in the House of Representatives, Hakeem Jeffries. His name is Hakeem. Is that an old family name or what, where, did that, uh, where did that come from? And Hakeem Jeffries, and what's his uh, brother? He's got a brother. Hassan. Hassan. He's Hakeem and Hassan, the Jeffries kids, you know. And uh, and he's a bad guy, uh, Hakeem Jeffries. He's not on our side, and he's uh, he's a, he's a villain in the story, um, because you know because he's a bad guy. But we do have a speaker of the house, and and it looks good. And I do want to share with you what Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, who again got the whole thing started, and we're uh, we're now now we're kind of we're not quite at the end game. We're we've got a new speaker of the house apparently, but uh, we've got to start passing bills now. Uh, that are conservative bills and get the government business back in order by restoring what they call regular order. And that is, uh, you know, we have committees in uh, Congress and you, uh, whatever your area of specialty is, we have, you know, the bills come out of your committees and then go to the floor for a vote. And we have 12 appropriations bills, as Kevin McCarthy had promised we would we would do when he became speaker, and then he didn't. Uh, and... Um, so uh, I'd like to see some regular order restored to Washington, D.C. and to the Capitol. The Democrats don't want to see that. And the media, they don't want to see that. But I repeat myself. Uh, and uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to see the Republican Party behave as the Republican Party ought to behave. I'd like to see the Congress behave as the Congress ought to behave. And the radicals, oh yeah, also during the, the radical vote, while every goose-stepping um, Democrat voted for Hakeem Jeffries without deviation because it is not allowed, period. I was talking about this last night on my uh, show on uh, Newsmax, and, uh, uh, you know, the Republicans, every Republican voted for for Mike Johnson this time, but it was the first time since we started having the speaker votes where there weren't Republicans kind of uh, running all over the place voting for other people, and, and fine, fine, turns out we don't really need a Speaker of the House every day of the year because how involved is the Congress supposed to be in your life, after all? Um, but every Republican voted for Mike Johnson yesterday, and uh, that was good to see. It was kind of refreshing to see. And I hope that he will be a great success as Speaker of the House. I can tell you already that he's much more articulate, which is not a heavy lift, than Kevin McCarthy will ever be. And that was welcome. 
And, uh, and again, when he took the podium yesterday, the first thing he did was lead the caucus in prayer. And he's a constitutionalist, and he's a conservative, and the Washington Post attacking him with all kinds of smears and slurs, the worst of which, I think, uh, according, to, according to them, is that he's a MAGA Republican, the MAGA Speaker. And that's uh, supposed to be a bad thing. If you want to make America great, uh, they're against you at the Washington Post. They, uh, they're not on your side because they don't think America was ever great and it needs to be torn down because, I don't know, slavery or something like that, which was a Democrat Party project with the bullwhips and the rapes and the plantations and, uh, you know, Jim Crow laws, the Democrat Party. That's your, the ropes and the trees. That's the Democrat Party. That's, uh, that's them. But never mind that because now they're the party of uh, I don't know who. If you're black and you're voting Democrat... You need to, <clears throat> need to read up on a little history. I can help in that regard, I think. Uh, if you're Jewish and you're voting Democrat, you need to read the papers, but not the Washington Post and the New York Times because, uh, again, the front page of the Washington Post, and this has been a theme for two weeks now, front page of the Washington Post <clears throat> is a big color photograph of, uh, how would you say that kid, as a five-year-old boy crying from behind bars uh, with people gathered around him, and it's a little Palestinian boy. And every day, the front page of the Washington Post is about how sad it is that the Palestinians are getting their butts kicked by Israel after they launched that genocidal massacre of innocents where they decapitated people, including babies, where they raped, where they defiled dead bodies, where they proved what they were made of. And in the meantime, of course, the Democrats in the United States are cheering them on in mobs in the street. They're cheering them on on the campus of the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., with a big projector praising the martyrs, the martyrs, and uh, calling for Israel to be wiped out from the river to the sea because the Democrat Party has adopted the Hamas position of destroying the state of Israel. And they'd say, some would say, oh, no, no, we haven't. Yes, you have. Yeah, the party has. And uh, you see it on college campuses. Yesterday, is supposed to be more than 100 college campuses with their pro-Hamas, anti-Semite rallies and marches. And, um, you know, uh, that's your, your Democrat party. Uh, the, uh, they're a violent mob, so often a violent political mob in the street. And, and now they're uh, violent anti-Semitic. They even have Jewish... Uh, particularly young people out there, uh, cheering the Hamas chants. This is the kind of information dominance that the left has secured in the United States of America, not just on college campuses and in the media, but more broadly in the culture. And they've made anti-Semitism mainstream and fashionable. You know, And they got John Fetterman elected over Mehmet Oz. So that's the kind of power they have. They pulled him out of a casket, John Fetterman, and ran him for the Senate against a, a famous heart surgeon and TV star. And the cadaver won. You see his uh, tweet yesterday? It's uh, had uh, I can't read it here because it had the F word in it. Um, they're keeping it classy, they are. Did you hear the hilarious carjacking story? The Washington, D.C., I don't know how they do it, but sometimes the Democrats make crime kind of funny. And they did it again last night.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. All right, and uh, yesterday there were student protests on campuses across America calling for Hamas to uh, yeah, kill more Jews, I think. Isn't that it? Isn't that the... Uh, the, uh, the goal. Uh, and at a, 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 a Jewish college, Brandeis, um, something crazy happened there, too, and I'll share that with you uh, coming up. Uh, I do want to get to the, the story. You know, crime, Democrats' crime, that's one of their areas. And uh, they, they occasionally make it funny. I've got two, uh, you know, funny can be a relative thing. But I've got two stories I want to share with you. One I shared a few weeks ago. Let's go to uh, another one just happened. Let's go to Matt calling from St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Matthew, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, happy Thursday in anti-Semitopia. <laughs> and um, two things. One is, um, you know, Jihad Joe, the Alzheimer in chief, I think he thinks he's uh, silenced some of his critics now on one issue. His recent trip to Israel, he had to fly east to get to Palestine. So I think now he can claim he's been to East Palestine. <laughs> Very good, very good. He still hasn't been to East Palestine, Ohio. You're right. <laughs> and in a similar low IQ vein, um, you know, the next moronic thing I'm waiting to hear from these, um, you know, these idiot zombies protesting at the Poison Ivy League and other colleges and universities is that the uh, the Jews derailed that train because they were trying to kill East Palestinians. So <laughs> you you got you, you, do you have notes in front of you? You take a couple of notes or you, you just had these stirred up. Uh, I like the Poison Ivy uh, University's uh, very good uh, anti-Semitopia uh, is uh, funny. This uh, that's good stuff. You came loaded for bear. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. <laughs> Your shows are great. TV and radio. So keep it up. Thank you. Thanks very much, Matt. That is <laughs> that is great. Now, I, uh, um, you know, everything is always a work in progress. We're always uh, uh, working to refine and smooth and polish uh, our radio show uh, and uh, and the television show, of course, which is we're we're in our sixth month now uh, of the television show at Newsmax, the Right Squad, at 10 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And I had big fun last night. Had a lot of fun last night. As a matter of fact, I got a couple of crime stories I want to share with you uh, coming up. Uh, local crime stories that, you know, that just depends on your sense of humor, but they might make you laugh. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. 
Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, well, uh, Washington, D.C. is, of course, a crime-ridden city because there are so many Democrats here. Homicides, our homicide rate, I think, is more than 10 times the homicide rate in the state of Maine, where there were apparently 22 people murdered there last night by a crazy person who had been in a mental institution uh, just a couple few months ago. And uh, he served, according to multiple reports, 20 years in the, in the Army. Um, now, uh, the crime around here is so crazy that, uh, you know, our, our homicides, what, I, 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 they don't keep track of it in the Washington Post or anything, but I, I think about 225 homicides in D.C. so far this year with a population of about 650,000 people. Uh, and Maine, with a population well over double the uh, size of Washington, D.C.'s, a total of 22 homicides this year until yesterday uh, when that number doubled. Uh, and uh, a terrible, horrible thing. Now, in Washington, D.C., one of the big crimes these days is carjacking. Carjackers are everywhere. There are so many carjackings uh, that uh, I don't think they keep track of that at the Washington Post or anything. We had a member of Congress was carjacked a little while back. Um, a Texas member of Congress was carjacked in front of his building in Washington, D.C., I think close to the baseball stadium. And when he was carjacked, it was the 754th carjacking in the district in 2023, and that number has gone up since then significantly, of course. Uh, that was earlier this month that the congressman was carjacked, 754th carjacking. Now, we're about 61 square miles of of land, plus some of the Potomac River and the, and the Anacostia River, but... Um, that's an astonishing number. You know, what is that per square mile? How many carjackings so far this year? Crime is a huge problem in Washington, D.C. Homicide, carjacking, all of, all of that. Big, uh, big problem. Now, the, uh, the story from last night from the, the local media, NBC Washington, one killed in crash with carjacked vehicles, plural, in D.C., person in custody. A person is dead after a crash involving two carjacked vehicles in Northeast D.C. Now, what are the odds of that happening? That's completely nuts. The crash happened, according to NBC, just after 2 a.m. 12th Street and Brentwood Road Northeast. The identity of the victim is, uh, has not been immediately released. Described as female, female. Now, the crazy thing here is police say that one of the cars, two cars crashed into each other, one person was killed. One of the cars was carjacked in Washington, D.C. The other was carjacked in Prince George's County in Maryland. Then the two carjackers were racing around, and they crashed into each other. And one of the drivers was killed. Well, that's the punchline. That's uh, that's it right there. That's uh, that's a joke. <clears throat> uh, juvenile female is in custody. We've got a young, uh, a lot of young women 
that are gun-toting criminals in Washington, D.C. That's uh, women's liberation, I think. The Democrats have been working for that for a long time. They, uh, and they like to have men compete against them in sports because the Democrat Party is, is not well. Not yet known what might have led up to the crash or if the victim and the suspect knew each other. How is one the victim and the other is the suspect, but never mind that. Vehicle thefts and carjacking up significantly this year in Washington, D.C., and they cite the uh, Democrat congressman that was carjacked in front of his his building. Now, this is a a crazy story, but how do you explain this? That uh, one is dead, another in custody. Two carjacked vehicles crashed. you got so many carjacked vehicles racing around the roads in Washington, D.C. recklessly at 2 o'clock in the morning that uh, they can crash into each other. Now, there might be something peculiar about this, like they knew each other and they were having a carjacking contest and, you know, oops, they crashed into each other or they crashed into each other on purpose and we're, you know, uh, it's uh, every day is an IQ test. But there it is. Two carjacked vehicles crash into each other. Uh, the two carjackers, one killed and one survives. Um, so it's not an entirely happy story. Also, uh, it reminded me of uh, another story from earlier this month, just this month in Washington, D.C. Police, comma, family identify four teens killed in fiery Prince George's County crash. The four teenagers were killed in a vehicle that had been carjacked earlier in the day at gunpoint. And the Prince George's County police and family members identified four teenagers, the occupants killed in a fiery crash in a vehicle that had been taken in a carjacking, an armed carjacking. The driver of the Kia Sorento that crashed into a tree on September 29th in Mitchellville was identified as Marquet Swan, 14 years old, of Lanham, the youngest of the uh, the teens. Two passengers identified as Serenity Selman, 15, of Upper Marlboro, and Zai Sean Cuffey, 15, of Glen Arden. And they were all killed because they uh, they carjacked a car at gunpoint, and they're driving around, and a police officer noticed that the car that they carjacked had an expired temporary tag. It's both temporary and expired. So when the police officer went to pull him over for driving a car with an expired temporary tag, they took off racing away, crashed the car into a tree, burst into flames, big fireball. Uh, all four uh, youths were killed. Now... What the heck? I've got to say, this is a completely crazy uh, city that the Democrats are running. And, uh, you know, the problem is not our guns. It's your sons. It's your kids. And then we got the two young girls killed, one killed in the fiery crash of two different carjacked cars. I don't like crime. I don't like criminals. I don't like teenage criminals. I don't like 40-year-old criminals. I I, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, when you hear that uh, terrible things like this happen, you kind of have to say, well, you know, carjacking is a risky business. If you're going to be out there pointing guns at people's heads, threatening to murder them and stealing their cars, and then you race away and you get killed. Um, Don't be surprised if nobody feels sorry for you. Just saying. Now, uh, speaking of the Democrat Party and and, uh, you know, there were there were lots of the Democrat Party is is an anti-Semitic party and and I'm, uh, I'm talking to Seaton, and he's like, you know, you know, the Arabs are Semites, too. So calling them, they're not anti-Semites, they're anti-Jew. They're Jew haters. 
And uh, that's true enough. But the accepted terminology is, of course, anti-Semite. When you're talking about being an anti-Semite, you're not talking about Islamophobia, as Democrats like to call it. But just yesterday, and I talked about this yesterday uh, before all this stuff happened, college students walk out across New York City to protest Israel-Hamas war. This is the Gothamist. And, of course, they're all pro-Palestinian and and anti-Israel on college campuses across New York City. Students at CUNY, the City University of New York, Columbia University, NYU, and several other New York City colleges walked out of their classes on Wednesday, a demonstration in support of Palestinians. That means Hamas. That means a terrorist organization named Hamas, which is genocidal. And their declaration, their, their charter is genocidal. Their, their vitriol is genocidal. And the Democrat Party has somehow convinced college students all across America to be pro-genocide and anti-Jew, anti-Semitic. And uh, what is it? Anti-Semitopia. Anti-Semitopia is what they're building here. The Democrats, another, another opia. It's uh, not uh, quite a utopia, but it's an anti-Semitopia. So the demonstrations in support of Palestinians as tensions in New York City over the Israel-Hamas war continue to mount. Why would tensions mount in New York City? Oh, because the Democrats have made anti-Semitism fashionable. Hundreds of people gathered in front of Columbia's Low Memorial Library at 1 p.m. Wednesday with students filling its adjoining steps and others trickling out into the broader area. About a dozen counter-protesters at Columbia demonstration waved Israeli flags from the sidelines, occasionally shouted over the main group, how dare they be pro-Western and pro-civilization, pro-liberal democracy. But the Democrats, they're against all that now. Just amazing. And, you know, October 7th, not that long ago, but now the Democrats, they have saddled up with Hamas. And when they say Palestinians, they're not talking about Palestinians, whatever that means, that's not an actual actual uh, ethnic group. Uh, they're talking about Hamas. That's who they're supporting, which is a designated, identifiable, radical Islamic terrorist army hell-bent on the genocide of the Jewish people and the extermination of the state of Israel. And the Democrat Party has such sway that, of course, they got the college professors and administrators with them, too. But uh, at colleges, not just all over New York City, but all over the United States of America, they're coming out in support of radical Islamic terrorist army Hamas. And they love Hezbollah, too, the Army of Allah, which is also dedicated uh, to the destruction of the state of Israel. Now, Iran is behind all of this, of course. And it turns out, and the Wall Street Journal reports now, that um, the uh, terrorists that carried out the October 7th massacre trained in Iran uh, as recently as September because the Iranians want to wipe the Jewish state off the map and uh, wipe Jews off of the planet Earth. But uh, the people at the Wall Street Journal have Hamas fighters trained in Iran before October 7th attacks. Roughly 500 Palestinian militants who have the full support of liberal Democrat college students across America Roughly 500 Palestinian militants, that means murderous, blood-sopped terrorists, got specialized combat instruction at Iranian facilities as recently as September. 
And the dateline is Tel Aviv uh, in the Wall Street Journal piece. In the weeks leading up to Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel, hundreds of the Palestinian Islamist militant group's fighters received specialized combat training in Iran, according to people familiar with intelligence related to the assault. And that is what I expect out of the Arab world and the Islamic world. But when I see what's going on on college campuses in the United States of America, and yesterday I shared with you what was going on at at, uh, the George Washington University here in Washington, D.C., and um, the projectors that were used to, to project words on the side of a library named for the Gelman family because they funded it, a Jewish family. And the Democrat Utes were projecting glory to our martyrs, our martyrs. Now, they've adopted the lexicon of radical Islam, of ISIS and Al-Qaeda and Hamas. Free Palestine from the river to the sea. That means this is projected on the side of the Gelman Library at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., after glory to our martyrs. And uh, then they accuse the university of uh, being anti-Palestinian uh, and uh, being complicit in the genocide, as they call it, in Gaza. Now, these are college students that think they're liberals, but they're Nazis, which is a little bit ironic, I think. They have become... You know, uh, and, and who was it? It's uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib, Democrat member of Congress, who famously said that uh, when she thinks about the Holocaust of the Jews, it uh, a calm comes over her, a calming feeling. It's a kind of a calming feeling, I always tell folks. When I think of the Holocaust and the tragedy of the Holocaust. The tragedy of, see, she explains that it's a tragedy, the Holocaust, because then the Jews came out of Europe and moved to Israel. That's why it's a tragedy. That literally, she explains, that's why she thinks it's a tragedy. A calming feeling comes over when she thinks about the murder of millions of people because they're Jews, right? And she's one of of the jihad squad, but she's not the only member of the jihad squad. Uh, And uh, again, Israel-Hamas war continues to royal American colleges, is the headline at NBC Fake News, sparking walkouts. The war has raised the temperature on some college campuses, giving rise to social environments that mirror the country's similarly polarized politics. That's a very fancy headline, uh, which means that you're raising a bunch of Jew-hating, genocidal anti-Semites that think they're liberals. That's ironic. I like to point out they have no sense of irony. Dozens of U.S. colleges and universities are increasingly riven They're riven, NBC News says, by tensions over the war between Israel and Hamas, offering a window into how a rising generation perceives the conflict in the Middle East and the U.S. government's foreign policy in the region. NBC News is getting in there. They're saddling up with the pro-Hamas crowd here. In recent days, protests and demonstrations have broken out on several campuses and the streets of New York and Los Angeles, and there have been assaults, and, and there have been all kinds of uh, wackiness. And I've got uh, more for you because there's a, there was a, a minor incident um, that's very revealing that occurred on the streets of Washington, D.C. A nice Jewish lady out riding a bike with her little baby toddler in uh, one of those trailer things behind the bike. And uh, she encountered a Democrat on the road 
And you're not going to believe what the Democrat had to say to this nice woman. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Uh, a video is making the rounds of a uh, woman who it turns out is a Jewish woman, has her little toddler child in a trailer behind her bicycle, riding the bicycle in Washington, D.C. on a fairly major road. But there's a bike lane, uh, very clearly marked as a bike lane. And the nice lady's rolling along, and there is a man uh, whose car is parked sideways across the bike lane. And um, she uh, took it upon herself to ask him to move out of the bike lane so she didn't have to ride into oncoming traffic. The man is uh, identified only as a Democrat. He's uh, an African-American man, middle-aged man, got a nice newish-looking car. And uh, he kind of half rolls down his window like he's afraid of her or something, only half rolling down. And uh, she asked him to move the thing. And he, and he then made some declarations which are perfectly in keeping with today's Democratic Party. All I'm asking you to do is move out of the bike lane. I don't lane. care what you're asking. I don't got to comply with you. you no, of course not. But that's around. just the law. So go your ass around. It's not safe. I don't want to go into the contra lane. Safe for you. Your life is not my concern. I understand that. <laughs> I am, in fact. Uh... <laughs> are you a Jew, he says. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Are you a Jew? I knew you. You people are the devil. Now we're going. I knew it. You are the devil. Now we're going. Hey, bro, get the camera, bro. She is trash. This is why you're doing this because you think you a type. You're, um, 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 are you a Jew? He asks her, like a Nazi. She said, as a matter of fact, I am. He bursts out laughing. I knew it. Well, first of all, let's start with this. I don't have to comply with you. All right. That's a, he yells at her. And then says, well, I, you know, got a little kid in the trailer. They want to ride into oncoming traffic on a major road uh, and get killed. And he declares, your life is not my concern. Your life is not my concern because he's a Democrat. You know how Democrats are. And uh, he thinks he's a liberal. But this is your Democrat party today, and this is what's going on in college campuses and out on the streets of uh, Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and he said, I don't give a beep for your safety. Your life is not my concern, he says. Uh, she asked him to move out of the bike lane. I don't care what you're asking. I don't, ha- I don't got to comply with you. I think he meant to say I don't have to comply with you in order to be grammatically correct. And uh, then his first question to her, shouting at her, are you a Jew? He says, as a matter of fact, I am. He's screaming and laughing and cackling. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you was a Jew. I think he meant to say I knew you were a Jew. You people are the devil. Now we go. I knew it. She is trash. (laughs) 
The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 